Good morning. Welcome to all those joining us for the Kutelachis, the new year, Tafshin Pei Dalit. Today is Hey Tishrei. The art site we dedicate to learning today, Lili Nishmas, Rebelio Yitzchok, Rabbi Yosef Betzalel, whose yard site is today, and Lili Nishmas, Yentefrat, Lovas, Rabbi Shuarye, Harin Kaporas Mishkova. And we dedicate the learning for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, including Chagidachana Basgalia, Rochel Basgalia, Shimon Eliezer ben Rochel, Yaakov Yeshua ben Freindel Rechel, Shlem Anissa ben Mazel, Avram David ben Chana, Eliana Golda bas Chanafega, Ayelet Shoshana bas Chanaleya, Yisrael ben Chanaleya, David ben Behia, Shendel bas Leya, Yehudis Ruchama Bas Chavarus, Sor Yehudis Bas Sora, Tuv Yitzvi Ben Chayaliza, Sor Rochel Bas Yispendel, Avivilon Bas Yispendel, Git Ganendel Bas Sipoira, Lebeleya Bas Sipoira, Michal Sora Bas Hadassah, Idis Bas Miriam Brindel, Chaim Arie Ben Brocha, Chaim Ben Rachel, David Lei Ben Shena, Hillel Yisroel Ben Sora, Mechem Yizalman Sorafega, Avigail Brocha Bas Shiradvoira, Baruch Mordechai ben Tali, Pesia bas Chayester, Ruvein Mordechai ben Chana, Bas Yekela bas Amalimalka, Froma bas Genessa, Avivachaya bas Estemindel, Besoich Shar Choyle Yisrael. Today we begin a new halacha, Hilfus Shirua Hakan, Halacha Gimel, from the beginning. Rabbein Zal bases this halacha on chapter 14 in Likut Yemaran, which is a Torah that was said on Rosh Hashanah, I believe. The concepts that Rabbein Zal discusses in that chapter are related to the mitzvah of Shirua Hakan. Because the Tikkun Ezra says that the bird's nest represents holy neshamos that have <coughs> been exiled from their place, referring to the Jewish people in exile. If you will happen to come upon a bird's nest on the road when you're traveling, this refers to the Shekhinah being on the road, traveling outside its normal place. As the Pasuk says, just like a bird wandering around from its nest, so too Bnei Yisrael and the Shekhinah in Golos. Because the Holy Shekhinah, the Divine Presence of Hashem, is in exile together with all the holy souls that have fallen. They've fallen from their holiness. To the point where these holy souls are wandering around like lost souls. This is what the Pasik is hinting to. In exile, wandering around. This refers to those souls which have fallen into the Sitra Achra as a result of their misdeeds and they're far from holiness. They're wandering around in exile, in the low places of Golos. And the mother bird is hovering over the chicks or over the eggs in the nest. The mother is associated with kavoid, shehu ein kol which is the mother of all of creation, 
as Rabbi Nezal speaks about this in chapter 67 in the Kutemran, we know that all of the souls originate from the Kisei HaKovoid, from the throne of Hashem. So that's the source for telling us that the Nefosha, the Nefesh, comes from Kovoid. And, and again, just like Chava is called Eim Kolchoi, the mother of all of mankind, the Kisei HaKovoid is the mother of all spiritual mankind, of all these souls, the Nefoshais. Because all souls are rooted in Kavoy. Kavoy is also associated with Malchus, Melech HaKavoy. And we know again that the souls originate from Malchus. And this is why Kavoy is called the mother of all of creation. And therefore, one of the most powerful ways of revealing Hashem's Kavod and elevating Hashem's Kavod is <clears throat> when we're to remove these souls that have fallen into exile, to take them out of exile and return them in tshuva. As Rabbi Nezal explains in chapter 14 in Likut Imran, which our halacha is based on. Note that we're learning this during Aseris Yemei Tshuva. Because when these souls are taken out of exile, then so too, based on their level, based on how important these souls are, a major portion of Hashem's kovoid is being taken out of Golos. Because that's where these souls are rooted in Kavod, and they're enveloped in Kavod. <clears throat> and this is why the Pesach says the mother is hovering over the chicks. Because the Kavod is hovering over these souls, like a mother hovering over and protecting her chicks, <clears throat> so that these souls shouldn't become permanently lost in the, the darkness of Golis. And therefore the Pasuk warns us that when a person will want to take this bird's nest, <clears throat> a person will want to take these souls that have fallen into exile and take them out of exile and bring them close to Hashem. Don't take the mother together with the children. <clears throat> the person who's doing this, a person who's involved in Kiruv, outreach, being bringing people close to Hashem, very often that person is given respect. The people feel gratitude and appreciation, and they, they, they use all kinds of words of respect to praise the person, and the person has to be extremely careful not to take any of that covered for themselves, not to be interested in any personal honor or glory. <laughs> Because the only way that a person brings people who are lost, people who are far from Hashem, to become close to Hashem is through the Torah. Which is also the roots of all Jewish souls. We know there are 600,000 letters in the Torah corresponding to the 600,000 nefoshes. Each nefesh is plugged into a letter of the Torah. <laughs> and a person cannot really 
attain and achieve Torah unless the person has the highest degree of humility. As Rabbi Nezal explains over there in Likut Yamran, there's a possible mimidbar matona, that Hashem gave us this gift, the Torah, from the desert, mimidbar. And the Gemara says, just like a midbar, just like a desert is something that everybody steps on, the way that a person acquires Torah is through incredible humility, where the person would allow people to step on them and they wouldn't be insulted by it. We know the master of Torah is Moshe Rabbeinu, and the Torah praises Moshe Rabbeinu about one thing, the most humble person, showing that this is the most important quality and qualification that's needed to really achieve success in Torah and to be able to use the Torah to bring people close to Hashem. As Rabbi Nezal expresses this over there in chapter 14, meaning that a person who's involved in trying to bring people close to Hashem has to run away from personal kavod, not to be interested at all whatsoever in any personal kavod. If people stand up for him, he's a rabbi, people stand up for him, they're not standing up for me, they're standing up for the Torah. But rather, the person has to be genuinely humble in their own eyes to themselves. And when the person possesses real humility and the person doesn't want any personal covet at all, then that person is to really acquire the Torah properly and to know how to teach Torah properly. And then that person will be able to elevate those fallen souls and to take them out of the, the filth of Golos, of exile, and to increase and elevate Hashem's kavod through this, and to return the kavod to its roots. As Rabbi Nezal explains all of this very, very clearly over there in chapter 14. Just a moment. Exactly. There, Rav Enesal begins the chapter by saying that a person has to elevate the kovoy to its shoresh, which is yira. As the Pesach says, le-yira es Hashem hanichbad. Yira means respect, Yira means fear, and Kovoid, which is Malchus, is rooted in Yira. And this is why the Pasuk warns, don't take the mother together with the chicks. Don't take the mother, Shehu HaKovoid, to yourself. Don't take it personally, Im HaBonim, together with those Nefoshois. You should not be interested at all and shouldn't want the people to give you respect, personal respect. Don't be involved in bringing people close to Hashem so that you will be glorified, so that you'll be respected, you'll make a name for yourself. But rather send away the mother. Then you'll be able to take the children to yourself. The person who's involved in this should not want any personal covet at all whatsoever. And do not accept 
any personal kavod, but rather to have real, genuine humility, and return the kavod to its source, which is Hashem. Very often, there are people who, when they give a shir, they teach, and they're especially when they're involved in outreach, bringing people close to Hashem, they say, you have to do this, you're supposed to do this. And that alone is an incredible mistake. It's not you have to do this, it's we have to do this. The person has to include himself. The person who's doing the kiruv is also about tshuva. All of us are involved in the tshuva process. And a person always has to include themselves when they're telling people what we're, what not to do, what we're allowed to do, what we should be doing. It's got to be we, not you. Reject and send away the kavod, any kavod that's being directed towards you, push it away. Give all the credit and all the respect to Hashem, which is the source. Then you can succeed in taking the children to yourself. Then you'll be able to succeed in acquiring those chicks, meaning in acquiring those nefoshes and bringing them close to Hashem. Because by sending away the mother, this covered from yourself, the sihir onov the shofal, and being genuinely humble, through this you'll be and then you'll be able to bring people close to Hashem as Rabbi Nezal shows over there in Likut Imran but when you will want personal kavod and you'll want to take the mother with the children. Then you will not succeed in bringing those souls close to Hashem. Because Rabbi Nezal shows in that chapter on the Kudimran that the main success in this area of bringing people close to Hashem is dependent on humility. Any questions? And this we're privileged to see the one who set the example for us, Rav Nosenzal, both Rav Nosenzal and Rav Nosenzal. Rav Nosenzal, we see that Rav Nosenzal didn't have the, the kavoy that some, during his time, some of the leaders had different ways of, 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 of accepting kavoy. And by Rabbi Nizal, we see from all the stories that there was none of that. And Rabbi Nizal especially, who was a, an incredible force of Kirov, Rabbi Nizal gave that job over to him after Rabbi Nizal passed away. We see Rabbi Nizal being the most incredible example of Anova. And Baruch Hashem, we were zeichet to see this in our time. My Rebbe's, Rav Rosenfeld, Reb Michal, these people who had what to be proud of. They had incredible, they achieved incredible high levels of Torah and, and Hatzlacha and Yiddishkeit. And despite that, anyone that came into contact with them saw the incredible humility. Rebbe Yechaim Rosenfeld, all of the Outstanding, all of the Breslov Mashpi and the Breslov leaders. I remember my Rebbe Rav Rosenfeld sometimes used to joke that there are people who say, I'm nothing, I'm nothing, and it's not humility, it's honesty. The person is nothing. They haven't really made any major achievements, and, and the, the Eitzahara still tries to make the person be arrogant, Rahman al-Islam. Uh, uh, Anova is when a person is everything, when a person has a lot to be proud of. And despite that, the person says and realizes that I'm nothing compared to Hashem, compared to my rabbis, compared to the, the tzaddikim. The person realizes how small they are. That's this Anova.
Vezehu, and this is what the Pasuk says, Shaleach Tishalach, send away the mother bird. And the Gemara says, even if you would want to use this bird in the process of purifying a metzoyra, which requires birds, don't. Because a metzoyra is one who has caused a separation between Hashem and the Shekhinah and causes a separation between people by speaking Loshon Hara. And Rabbein Azal shows over there in chapter 14 that a nest of birds is part of the process of purifying the Mitzvah. This person who is a who instigates conflict by speaking Loshon Hara and those types of things, and thereby caused a conflict between husband and wife or between two people, that person's tikkun is through this nest of birds, which means these nefoshas, shehim bechinas kan sipar, shalidei elu hakinim dahin walidei shemekar venumalen elu nefosh lashem isborach, through the process of bringing these fallen souls close to Hashem, Rabbi Nezal shows in that chapter on the Kutimran that that generates peace, and that resolves conflicts. And that's how a Metzoyra gets purified from his disease, from the Tumor. Because through this process of bringing people close to Hashem, that eliminates conflict, which is the source of the Tumah of the Metzora, and that brings about Sholem, peace. That we're not allowed to take the mother bird together with the chicks, even to purify a Metzora, because when you're going to want to take the mother bird with the chicks, then you will not be successful in bringing those souls close to Hashem. Because you're taking the mother to yourself, meaning you're taking the kavoy personally. <coughs> And then you will not be able to bring about that peace, and you will not be able to purify the Metzorah. The main solution for the Metzorah, which is to bring about peace, requires sending away the mother bird. By sending away the mother, rejecting any personal covoid. Person is not taking any covoid personally, but rather the person is returning the covoid to its, to its source, where it belongs. Through this, the person is able to achieve real, proper connection to the Torah. And by being properly connected to the Torah, that person can use the Torah to bring those souls close to Hashem. Which is that bird's nest. And this brings about peace. And through this, the Metzora becomes purified. And therefore, the fact that you have a need, you need a bird to purify the Metzora, that does not override the mitzvah of Shiluah HaKain. Because the purification of a Metzora is dependent on rejection of personal covoid. 
the Gemara speaks about Miskabe Bekolin Chaveroi, that there are people who think that by insulting other people, by putting down other people, that makes them look better, that gives them respect. People respect them because he was able to insult this, this one's nothing and that one's nothing, which is what, what causes Machlekes, that type of Moitzi Shemra or other type of Diburim Roem. Now, Rav Nosanzal adds a cherry on top. This now we also understand why it says in the beginning of the Tikune Zoyar, Efreichim More Mishnah, Beitzim More Mikra. The Tikune Zoyar shows there that when the Pusik speaks about the chicks and the eggs in the nest, it's referring to different levels of Jewish souls. Efreichim refers to people's souls that are on the level to study Mishnah. Beitzim refers to a lower level, people that are only on the level to study Mikra, Chumash. Kikol, so again, connecting to the Torah. Kikol elu hanefashos, sharosham Torah. This is showing us, the Tikkun Ezra is showing us that all of these souls are rooted and connected to the Torah. Sheklula Mikol Nishmas Yisrael, which is a composite of all of these souls of the whole Jewish nation. And that's why the Zohar Kodesh refers to these souls as masters of Mishnah, masters of Mikra, Kishom Shoresh Nafsham, because that's where their souls are rooted. Each soul based to where it's rooted, its connection is. This one is rooted in Chumash. This one is rooted in, in Gemara, in Mishnayis. Baruch Hashem. With this, we complete Halacha Gimel. Any questions? And this is obvious. I'm sorry? Yes. But what if a person says, Hashem didn't endow me with any great abilities? or burden me with many psychological problems, and that's why I haven't achieved much and don't deserve any kavod. Is that a novel or not? That's also a form of anova. Anova means either that a person realizes that they're nothing, they have nothing, they, or they have very little, or a person who knows that they have a lot, but it's not theirs. It's all Hashem. The Pasuk says, Ki lelekimhu. Money, what do you, what's a person going to feel great about? Money? Money come, Money belongs to Hashem. You didn't create the money. And, and knowledge, wisdom comes from Hashem. Strength comes from Hashem. Ato gibor Hashem. So it's either the person is humble because they realize that they have nothing, or the person knows they realize they have a lot, but they realize that it's not me. It's nothing. It's not, it's not about me at all. It's all about Hashem. And therefore, anyone who wants to praise me or look up to me in any way, I want to make it perfectly clear to them that anything good in me is the Hashem inside of me. Anyone else? Halacha Dalit. Rab says, This halacha will be based on chapter 72 in Likutim Aram, Sichois Neflois, which is an incredible discussion. In that chapter, Rabbi Nezal gives incredible encouragement as to how much a person has to always strengthen themselves against the Yitzhahara who wants to put the person down. Ayin Shom Hete, study that chapter well. And now Rav Nosanzal quotes a little bit from that chapter on the Kutimaran. There are many different types of Yitzhahara. And 
whenever a Jew becomes inspired and motivated to want to come close to Hashem and to want to perform a mitzvah or some type of holy act, especially when a person decides that they want to come close to a true tzaddik or to the students of a true tzaddik, to those who are close to a true tzaddik, the moment the person makes that decision, the person kills their Yetzirah, the Yetzirah that they had till now. However, now the person receives a new Yetzirah, a higher level Yetzirah, because the Gemara says, Whoever is on a higher level than someone else, they have a higher level Yetzirah. So when the person made a decision, a, a real serious decision to come close to a tzaddik, or to come close to the people that are close to a tzaddik, by making that decision and starting that process, that person now has jumped a major level. So they've been given a new Yetzirah to match that level. And, and Rabbi Nassau explains there that this will explain why sometimes when a person decides to make such a trip to travel to the Tzaddik and to come close to him and to join with the people that are coming close to the Tzaddik, when they arrive there, suddenly the, the enthusiasm leaves them. That, that inspiration and motivation that they felt when they started the trip, suddenly the battery is dead. Why? It's not because the person has, it's because the person has been given a new Yetzirah, a matching Yetzirah, and the Yetzirah has taken a punch at them. So the person got knocked down. But, but the person is still on a new level. Study that chapter in the Kutimran well and understand well and apply to yourself this advice as to how much a person has to be prepared to be challenged by the Yetzirah all the time. It's not that you defeated the Yetzirah and now I retire. You defeated the Yetzirah of third grade, you, you moved up to fourth grade and you have a matching Yetzirah in fourth grade. And a person needs chizuk all the time. A person needs new motivation, new inspiration because the Yetzirah is new all the time. A person is being given a new Yetzirah. And this is why we emphasize before Rosh Hashanah and during Rosh Hashanah that Pasuk, Hashiveinu Hashem Eilecha Hashem, please let us be zeichet to do tshuva, Chadesh, Chadesh Yomeinu Kekedem. Hashem, renew our days like in the beginning. Just like in the beginning, when a person starts coming close to Hashem, they have enthusiasm, they're enthusiastic, they're motivated, they're charged up, they're excited. But then when the process starts, the Sahara knocks that excitement out of them, the enthusiasm out of them. And they start thinking that, that I'm no longer a beginner. I'm, I'm already intermediate or advanced. And they don't have that energy, that excitement, that enthusiasm of a beginner. And a person needs to know that in order to be to continually advance in coming close to Hashem, the person has to always be beginner. I'm always a beginner. I'm always new, brand new. I'm a new client, a new customer. If, if I'm new, then Hashem will treat me like I'm new. I'll be given that enthusiasm. And Rabbi Nassau explains over there in chapter 72 in Likud Imran, the Sifre Kabbalah teach us that the Yetzirah is rooted in the Midas HaGvura, on the left side, Kaviyochel. That's why the Yetzirah is called in Aramaic Sitra Achra, the other side, which means the left side, the side of Gevura. 
ואפילו צדיקים גדולים ונוירואים יש להם יצהרות. And even great awesome צדיקים, they also have a יצהרה, רק שהוא מלך הקודש ממש. However, Rabbein Israel explains it, their Yetzirah isn't to eat more ice cream or more chocolate or to, to stay up late. Their Yetzirah isn't the Yetzirah of, of regular people. Their Yetzirah is a very holy angel, a very high level. Take a look over there in Likut Emran, where Rabbein Israel explains the words of the Tikkun Zoyar. שאפילו כסר עליון, אוכמרו קודם אילס או אילס. ולזוהר קודשתיה wants to show us that on every level, when we look at a level compared to the level above it, it's referred to as darkness. So that the Tikkun Yisrael says, even the כסר, which we usually refer to as the highest of the highest levels, the brightest light, Is, is referred to as darkness, Uchma, compared to Ilaso Ilois, compared to Ein Soif, the term infinite, the infinite light of Hashem, where it's not in any type of vessel at all whatsoever. The Keser, the crown, is still considered to be some, time, some degree of a vessel. When we talk about above that, above that we're talking about Ein Soif, infinite. Infinity means no vessels at all. And, and the Keser is considered to be black compared to the level above it. So a person needs to know that there's levels and levels and levels. And each level, people who are first starting out, their Yetzirah is to commit sins, chas v'sham, actual sins. Then a person gets to a higher level and it's no longer committing sins, but it's, it's doing things that they shouldn't really be doing. and so on and so forth, until we get to the level of tzaddikim, where their Yetzirah is, 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 their whole Yetzirah is dealing with being mamtik dinim. Umevoy Hashom, and Rabbein Nezal explains over there in chapter 72, le'inyan ha-machshavos, shemavavavos kama b'nei odom, regarding the thoughts that bombard a person's mind and confuse a person's mind, all kinds of extraneous thoughts and sometimes sinful thoughts, bifrat bitfilosoi, especially when a person is davening, the person is bombarded with all kinds of thoughts and ideas and things that, that disturb their concentration. And the more the person wants to get rid of them and remove them from their mind, and the person shakes their head, I don't want this, I don't want to be thinking these thoughts. It doesn't help. Just the opposite. The thoughts become stronger, more powerful. Because this is the nature of these evil Yetzirahs, meaning these sinful thoughts and, and bad thoughts. The more a person tries to fight back, they, come, they become stronger. Alkane, therefore, The, the advice as to how to deal with this is to ignore them completely. And it shouldn't bother the person at all that those thoughts are there. I don't care. But rather to continue doing the mitzvah that the person was involved in doing. Whether it's Batoira, the person's learning Torah, continue learning. Try to put your head into the words of the Torah. Oy Tfila, or if the person's involved in davening. Oy Masa Umatin, or if the person is not involved in any of the person's doing business. Velo Yashgiach Aleim Klal, ignore those thoughts completely. Vechulu, etc., etc. Rabbein Azal elaborates on this over there in chapter 72. And then towards the end of the chapter, Rabbein Zal says, 
This advice that we just gave you is a temporary solution. So long as the person hasn't worked on themselves to try to really purify themselves. The main thing that a person should be striving to do is to purify oneself constantly, to try to become more religious, to mikveh, to Torah, tefillah, coming close to tzaddikim, all of those things that purify a person. Less gashmius, until the person will succeed in purifying themselves completely and, and being totally detached and removed from these kinds of thoughts and ideas. Rav Nosanzal says, study all of this very, very well in that chapter on the Kutumran, where Rav Nosanzal really elaborates on this topic, because Rav Nosanzal knew that this is something that many, many people, or all people, are dealing with, this challenge. Any questions? Good morning, Rav Nosan. Just regarding this last, uh, this last point, the greater the person, as Rav Nosanzal said, the greater the eight Sahara. So even though a person is Makadish, Matahir, and all of that, nevertheless, there's an ascending, ascending ladder. So it's almost like on the one hand, I'm saying, what hope does a person have? You know, whatever level they're going, or how much Kadushan Tara there's going to get a, a bigger eight Sahara to, and more struggle. You know, not some the, the answer is, however, the eight Sahara there is not Ra. It's not, it's not, even though we're using the term eight Sahara, it's not evil. It's not sin. It's not sinful thoughts. It's it's a challenge in being able to recognize what the rot sign of Hashem is on the highest level of Hamtoka Sadinim. Over there in that chapter on the Kutiman, Rabbi Nizal goes into it a little bit, showing. So so again, we're being it's we're being told clearly that Hashem wants us to advance. And the advancing is progress. It's not, so then, then there's nothing on the scoreboard. Every time I go up, the Tzor goes up. So there's nothing gained. Not true. There's everything gained. There's major acquisition. Each and every time I defeat the Sahara, I make a major deposit in my eternal bank account. And I'm depositing more and more. But Rabbi Nassau and the, the, all the, the entire Torah teaches us that in this world, there's no retirement. There's no such thing as I finished because new level, new challenges, challenges to make us stronger and better, to bring us closer and closer to Hashem. No begashnius, no pain, no gain. The person isn't growing. A person says, the person sees a person who's first starting to exercise and they do three and a half push-ups, and they're exhausted. And then they see the other guy who's been doing this for three years and he's full of muscle from head to toe. And they see him doing 3000 push-ups, and he's exhausted. So what's the difference? They're both heaving. They're both sweating and the difference is worlds apart, completely worlds apart. Lahavdal and Kiddush also, it's worlds apart. What can a woman do to purify herself that would be similar to mikvah for men? The answer is all the mitzvahs that women possess. The mitzvah of tefillah, the mitzvah of studying the parts of Torah that relate to them, the halacha, the, the mitzvahs of, of encouraging their husbands to learn Torah, to do being a support for their husband, for their children, the mitzvahs of tzedakah, all the thousands of mitzvahs that pertain to women. The mitzvah of tzniyas, being sure that she is not a stumbling block for other men when she goes out in public to make sure she dresses with modesty, she conducts herself with modesty, she speaks with modesty. All of these things are part of being mekadesh a woman. Any other questions? It will just start the next paragraph of Rav discussion on this topic. Uh, tomorrow, Hashem, we will have the shear on Erev Shabbos. I, this Friday, I believe we will not have the shear.
the reason being that Shabbos is the yard site of Tzipoyro Bas Horav Rafael Eliezer, the wife of my Rebbe, Rav Rosenfeld, Zichron Levracha. And I hope to go to Harazesim with a minion. If anybody wants to join, please be in touch with me or with Yossi Lantan. And Mitzvah Shem, if anyone wants to join, we'll probably be going right after Shachris and Mitzvah Shem. Mates, which means approximately 7.15, 7.30, going to Harazesim, which in general is a very good thing to do during the month of Elul, Aser Simei she was Ashes Chover. She was the wife of an incredible Talmud Chacham. And without her full support in, in opening their house to guests, always having people, always elevating these nefoshes that we just spoke about, people that are not religious or people who are different levels of Yiddishkeit, wanting to come close to Hashem, wanting to come close to Rabbein she always put out the most incredible welcome mat and was supportive completely with all the Gashmias, with food, a piece of cake, a meal, etc., etc. Rav Nelson Zal says now, With this chapter on the Kutimran, we'll have a whole new insight to this mitzvah of Shiru HaKan. Because again, the Tikkunei Zoyar, all the way in the beginning, says, that this mitzvah of Shiruach Khan, a person who's, who's tra- traveling, they're outside in the street, on the road, and they see this bird's nest, these birds that are lost, that this is marames to the Jewish neshamos that are lost, that have become distant from their proper place. And this is a known fact. That any Torah or Tfila that a Jew is involved in is, is in, the person is involved in this process of refining holy sparks that have fallen from the time of creation. And every time a person commits a sin, there are holy sparks that fall. They fall out of the domain of holiness. They fall into Tumah. They fall into the domain of the Sitrachra. And every mitzvah we do, every good that we do, is restoring, removing these holy sparks from the Sitrachra and cleansing them and, and re- repairing them and bringing them back into Kedusha. This refers to those souls that have fallen and gone down to those low places as a result of the original sin of Odom Arishayim and as a result of the sins of each and every single one of us and our mission is to lift up these lost souls, these lost holy sparks, and to purify them through our connection to the Torah and through our tefillah and through good deeds. Important to note, the Arizal writes in the beginning of the pre that the today, he wrote during his time, the 1500s, the most powerful way of repairing these lost souls, these fallen souls, and elevating holy sparks is tefillah. So this is not just a breastless thing, this emphasis on tefillah. The Arizal makes it perfectly clear there that Torah also does it, every mitzvah does it. The most powerful thing in this tikkun of Nitzutzais and Afashais is tefillah. This refers to those souls that have fallen into exile. They're on the road. They're wandering. And you want to be zeichet to that, to, to take those holy sparks, to elevate them and to purify them, to repair them. 
היינו שהתוירו מרמז לאודום בועז שהוא בו לעשה בעז הדור של ידושה. The Torah is hinting to us that whenever a person is about to be involved in any holy act, ובפרט בעז אויסקוי בדיבורי תוירו תפילה, especially when a person is going to be involved in speaking words of Torah and Tfila, שעוז הוא אויסק ליקח ולהלויס נפושויס ממוקרים שנסגר של יורד לשון, because that's the special time when a person is involved in elevating those souls from those low places that they become exiled and fallen into, שזהו בחינס כי קורא כאן ציפור לפניך, שהם הנפושויס דסטורכו מישראל, this refers to those souls that have wandered away from their place, וזהו בדרך בכל עץ, and that's why it says that these birds are on the road, in, in some, some tree, בחינס טלטול וגולוס, this is referring to wandering and exile, and you want to take them now. You want to be involved in some act of holiness. And by doing this, you are going to be to take and succeed in repairing this bird's nest that's in exile. <coughs> to elevate these fallen souls, and Amir Tzashem will continue from here tomorrow, Tzashem, in the next year. Wishing everybody a wonderful day, these special days of Aseris Yemei Tshuva, when we add special tefillos, we should be zerche that all of our tefillos and our tshuva should be neskado v'rotsoyim, we should be zerche that the tzadikim should be successful in guiding us and in bringing about the final Gula Shlema of Imhera Amen Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Rabbi. So we're up to the words, V'sehu v'ho'eim ro'yvetze salo efroichim. Sunday, when it's Erev Yom Kippur, will we be having Shir? We won't be having Shir, right, Rabbi? On Sunday, Erev Yom Kippur, I believe also we will not have the Shir. So we'll have, the next Shir will resume after Yom Kippur. Other than tomorrow. Other than yes, tomorrow. exactly. Yeah.